Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Today's episode of Wine and Dime is sponsored by Rooted Planning Group, a fee-only financial planning firm that believes life is about events, supported by your dollars and cents. And we want to help you achieve your goals. Hop on over to www.rootedpg.com to learn more about the services. Every week, it's my goal to share financial information that helps you in both your life and financial vineyard. We hope it takes you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palates that should be celebrated and not judged. Hi, Wine and Dime listeners, Amy Irvine here, and welcome to part four of the five-part series where we're talking about all of the different parts of 1040, well, not all of them, several parts of the 1040 and some of the schedules that go along with it. So, so far, we've talked about the basic 1040, the front side, where income is coming from. We've talked about Schedule 1. Schedule 1 had information about adjustments, so pluses and minuses to income. Schedule 2 talked about additional taxes that were computed on some of the income that you would receive. And this part today, we're going to be talking about additional credits and payments. Now, that's after the taxes calculated, you can receive some credits in taxes. And that, if you look at the backside, what we call the backside of your 1040, which uh, basically is all of the credits and payments that you're going to receive to reduce your liability or, or not even reduce your liability necessarily. It could be that, but it would add into you know how much money you have to pay or how much of a refund that you're ultimately going to get. But before we dig into that, I wanted to take a moment to Um, talk about the winery that we are promoting this month as we travel with our taste buds, as I like to say, and that is puddingriver.com. Pudding River is in the Willamette Valley. The the actual winery is there. Now, some of the grapes come from different locations, but they do have a Cuvée Blanc that comes, the grapes actually come from the Willamette Valley area. And I was really shocked. I, I didn't know what that type of grape tasted like. So it was quite enjoyable for me to be able to actually uh, taste something different I wasn't familiar with. If you are interested in exploring with your taste buds, I would recommend that you go out to puddingriver.com r slash wines explore something new and exciting okay back to schedule three uh, this is where we might get some additional credits and payments 
So I'm going to go down through this form. It's actually two pages. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to hit every line. I'm trying to keep these podcasts to about 15 to 20 minutes at most. So some of this I'm going to really graze over, but some things I want you to be thinking about. On the first line, uh, the first part is what's called non-refundable credits. So if you don't pay enough in, you're not going to get any money back. It's just This is just going to offset any amount of liability or tax computation that you might owe. You can get something called a foreign tax credit. Now, we see this a lot on people's investment, um, what's called a 1099 consolidated. They may have held international funds within their um, brokerage account, and they may have paid a foreign tax. So we will put that on line one of their schedule three to get give them a foreign tax credit. So that helps offset the taxes that you actually are owing. The second line um, is for credit for child and dependent care expenses. So if you have a child, you pay daycare expenses, you can get some benefit based on your income level, based on how much you've paid. You can get some credit uh, for that particular, for those particular expenses. Now it's not a hundred percent that you get. So when people get all excited about it, um, thinking they're going to get a tax credit for paying for their uh, childcare. That is not the case. And as I mentioned, the income, there is income limits that come into play on that. The, the lowest amount you would get would be 20%. The highest amount would be 35%. Most people fall over the 20% unless they make less than $40,000, $43,000. So um, it is. It does help, and it's. It's. You can get a, basically if you have expenses, um, the twenty percent credit that calculates on it. The maximum you can get is three thousand for one child, um, and if you have two qualifying child, then you you, you may be able to get six thousand at most. But that's the maximum you can get. And if you have a uh, flexible spending account, like a dependent care um, flexible spending account, often you it's you can't get both because you can't use the same dollars. But if you have two children, sometimes we're able to get you that additional amount on your tax return. So you max out your flexible spending account at five thousand dollars, and then you get the additional one thousand dollars sometimes on the on the schedule three. Uh, the other thing on a schedule three is education credits. So if you uh, your or your child is going to school, then you may be eligible for some education credits. There's the American tax uh, opportunity, American yeah, opportunity credit. And then there's also the lifetime learning credit. You may be eligible for one of those particular credits if you have some college expenses. Also, if you are saving, there's a form called 8880. If you are saving in your retirement account, you may be eligible for a retirement credit. Now, again, this is limited to, uh, in, there are some income limits that come into play. So not everybody is going to be eligible for that. Um, most people... Uh, that have income less than sixty-eight thousand. It's a um, it's a percentage that you would actually be eligible for if you earn less than twenty thousand dollars. So for some of our college students that may have contributed to like a Roth IRA or something like that, that's where we're able to take into consideration possibly some some of their in, some of their retirement savings or somebody new you know newly working didn't earn a lot in the first year they may be eligible for that credit as well not a lot of people but some people are and if you are then you will get that credit on your 
Schedule 3, and that will carry forward to the backside of the 1040. There's also residential energy credits. Now, what's interesting about residential energy credits is that I know contractors sometimes like to say, oh, yeah, you know, this is energy efficient or star efficient or um, because it's uh, we had a situation where somebody put in a heat pump, but they didn't put in a geo heat pump. So they they weren't actually eligible for that. So you would get if you were getting residential energy credits, that is where you would actually see that credit is on schedule three. If there are general business credits you might be eligible for, you will know it. And that also goes on Schedule 3. Any credit for prior year minimum tax would actually go on Schedule 3. If, if you um, there's a credit for elderly and disabled, uh, you have to attach a Schedule R in order to, be, to get that. But that's possibly one that you'd be eligible for. Uh, if you're over, um, if you qualify for disability or what they consider, I hate this word, elder. But if um, if you do, then you would get that that credit, and that's something that you should look into. There's also alternative motor vehicle credit. So for some people, they might be eligible for that, or a qualified plug-in motor vehicle credit if you've purchased one of those. If you have mortgage, sometimes if you have mortgage interest, you can get a credit for that. It just depends on the situation and um, the form that you would need. Now, this is not um, just to FYI, because I know people are going to be listening and saying, wait, I thought I couldn't itemize, you know, that particular, um, I thought I couldn't itemize mortgage credit uh, on Schedule A anymore. So this is for, um, to dig into it a little bit more, and you can certainly read a bit more, but it's for homeowners that are claiming this particular type of um, you get have to get like a mortgage credit certificate on um, from a local or state government agency. So it's designed for lower to moderate income earners to help them a bit. But so that it, it might be something you're eligible for, but it's pretty limited in nature. So I don't want to get anybody's hopes up. Uh, you can also get a qualified electric car or vehicle credit or alternative fuel vehicle uh, refueling credit. And there are some credits to holders of tax credit bonds. So those are a few non-refundable. And again, non-refundable means if you don't owe or you didn't pay in the tax. So if your bottom line, like you can add all these items up and if you don't owe income tax, you can't get the money. They're not refundable. It just helps lower your tax liability. But then there is what's called refundable credits. Now, refundable credits mean that you may not have actually paid anything into the system and yet you're getting money back. One of the first items listed on there is the net premium tax credit. So if you um, are on the exchange, the healthcare exchange and you overpaid your healthcare premium and you could have paid less, then you will actually get a refundable credit for that particular excess that you paid over and above what you were required to pay. You also may be filing this tax return at a later date. Maybe you've had to do an extension and you overpaid. You can get the amount paid with uh, the request to extend to file. That would go on payments and other refundable credits that you've already made. Um, if you have excess Social Security, then so in other words, maybe you had two employers and aggregately they withheld Social Security above and beyond the Social Security tax limit, that would be something that you could get back. 
If you have uh, fuel tax, there are certain credits that you can get for fed, uh, for federal tax on fuels. And then there's other a few other ones that are like credit for qualified sick and family leave wages. Um, there's also things that would be a credit for repayment of amounts included in income for um, earlier years. These are ones that, oh, and um, a credit for qualified sick and family leave wages paid in 2022 from Schedule H. So this was meant to help some of the I say um, some of the, uh, because it's Schedule H, it's the home workers. Uh, that is something that was help, meant to help during the COVID period of time. So that is still following through in 2020. So it's a credit for qualified sick and family leave wages paid in 22 from Schedules H for leave taken after March 31st and before October of uh, 1st of 2021. So I know uh, this is a bit shorter podcast, but I feel like that is enough for people to absorb (laughs) as a whole. Uh, There are some, just know that there are some credits and some payments that will qualify for you to help you either reduce or even possibly get money back that you did not pay in. So be aware of those. And if there was anything in this list that I mentioned to you, don't hesitate to reach out or look at your own tax return and, and ask some questions. Questions are always good because the answer may be that it doesn't apply to you, but it's still helpful to know that that uh, you at least explored it. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast today. Uh, today's, as always, today's episode is of We hope you've enjoyed this podcast today. Today's episode of Wyman and Dime is sponsored by Rooted Planning Group, a fee-only financial planning firm that believes life is about events, sponsored by your dollars and cents, and wants to help you achieve your goals. If you have enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you would share it with your friends and rate us on iTunes so that more people can find us like you did. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.